often wondered what crosses the mind of young Americans when they think about their ideal president. What are the everyday issues that matter? Is it the medicine costs or the rising house prices? And do cultural items influence their party preferences? Join me in unwrapping this wish list for the perfect leader that's on the mind of young Americans. I am Mukta Goyal and you are listening to the News Park. So good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good as well. So I'm going to start by you know just saying a few things about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mark is a savvy young professional and very much politically aware. And, and it comes to political and so- societal know-how. Mark kind of you know ranks higher than uh, most of the people his age. So I feel, you know, that comes from his love for books. I feel like, Mark, you're a walking, talking library. And of course, you're an American citizen. So, you know, I, I'm so happy that you are here to answer my questions about U.S. elections and policies. But Mark, first, would you like to say something about yourself to our, for our listeners? Um, so I, I wrote up a, a very brief introduction about myself. Um, I'm <laughs> okay. 36. I'm from Maryland in the U.S., uh, I work in IT. Um, I, I work at a help desk. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in English and one in information systems. Um, uh, I know if, if it's necessary, I, I generally identify as a, a Democrat politically. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. Okay, so I'm going to start with my first question, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, since you identify as a Democrat, right? Um, people are about, aware about Obamacare, right? That's the one of the key uh, discussions for US elections. You know, uh, we always talk about Social Security, Medicare. So Mark, can you uh, provide me a comparison of the medical costs in the US? You, you can use an example from your personal life. You can tell me how the medical medicines bills affect you under Biden or the Trump administration. Um, in general, under Biden, things seem uh, easier than uh, under the, the Trump administration. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, a lot of prices did go up under the Trump administration. Uh, I don't want to get too into it, but I have a pre-existing condition. So uh, Obamacare was very important to me because it would have been very uh, difficult for me to get health insurance uh, after turning 23 prior to Obamacare. Um, Trump did make a point of trying to spin um, Obamacare as an insurance company bailout uh, when they were trying to change the way that funding was allotted. And uh, I don't agree with that at all because uh, it's very much the only reason I really have health insurance. But uh, Trump also seems to be making, you know, many policies surrounding health care. Do you think that, you know, is helpful in any way? Um. My understanding uh, is that oftentimes when um, questions about an alternative to Obamacare comes up and things like that, um, the Trump administration would present, um, I forget the the word for it, like directives that Trump would sign to say this is going to be the the case. And um, although sometimes things would be started in a certain direction 
there was never a clear plan to change or augment what was in place to make things better for people. Hmm. So you're completely dissatisfied with what Trump ha has to offer? In, in um, the Republican Party in general has not been amenable to um, to to kind of bettering the health insurance situation in the United States, in my experience. Okay. And do you feel um, the medicine prices that you talked about, uh, do you feel it is like overall with all the general medicines or is it about some special ones that you feel? Um, I mean, there are things that I'm aware of because I'm online all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm not diabetic, um, but I see a lot of stuff about insulin online that seems very important uh, mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, for, for me, um, health insurance is expensive. Uh, health costs are expensive. However, it's certainly much better than not being able to get health insurance, which would have been a very real possibility prior, prior to Obamacare. Hmm. Okay, understood. Okay. So, okay, let's talk about jobs. Okay. Uh, so you're a young American in the IT industry. And every year, US hires hire many Asians, Chinese, you know, other nationalities, right, in the IT industry. And being a young working American, do you personally feel that there are enough jobs for Americans? Do you feel so or not? Um, in IT, I have never felt that there were not, or I've never felt that there were either too many IT workers or too few jobs. Um, I had a lot of difficulty getting started in the field, but I don't think that's uh, as a direct result of immigration or anything like that. Um, <laughs> In my experience in my field, there are a lot of immigrants, but it it seems very strange to me to approach that as a problem. Um, it seems more just kind of a function of the way things are. But don't you think that, you know, Republicans are, are in favor of protecting the American jobs and Democrats just seem to avoid, um, you know, welcome skilled immigrants from other countries. Don't you think where would the Americans go if, you know, this keeps on going? I mean... It, it, it seems that um, the jobs that immigrants are taking are not really jobs that are, are being taken from Americans. Um, IT work in general. Explain that. Explain the statement. Um, so uh, when it comes to um, computer engineering or program engineering and things like that, uh, that's a very specialized type of field. Yeah. Um, and so um, that's something that you would want to attract people from wherever uh, for that reason. Um, it's not nothing to necessarily be afraid of. Um, my job isn't um, perhaps that technical, but um, it, it is in, in, the, in the computer industry and um, it has some of that uh, present as well. Um, there are a lot of certifications and degrees and things like that. Uh, so, in my experience, um, jobs that that uh, domestic citizens either can't or won't do shouldn't be um, something to fear. You know, you should you should be welcoming people to do that that work. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just about the IT sector. You can uh, vouch for, or do you think like what about the other professions? Do you think are they being attacked? From I mean, basically, there aren't a lot of Americans who want to do that work. Okay. And so I, I kind of assume that might be widely applicable. Um, there, there are things that are either uh, more difficult than the average person wants to do, or um, either because of training 
or because of job conditions. So you think that Americans are, some Americans are in a position to decline doing jobs? Like in this world, um, like everybody is, you know, uh, saying that there is like lack of jobs and, you know, the country. I, I think well, I've heard that unemployment is actually in a very good spot right now. Okay. I think I think perfect employment or something is around like four percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so they expect basically four percent of people to be unemployed due to job changes and so on and so forth. And I, I think we're actually very close to that at the moment. Uh, but I, I can't provide a number. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't problems with jobs. Um, I'm experiencing issues due to inflation uh, that I'm not happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in general, I mean, I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if many people did not want to go through the work to get uh, qualified for certain for certain jobs. Um, I, I don't want to say that too strongly because I recognize that there are people who do not have the opportunities to to pursue certain things. But um, from my perspective, fear of losing my job because of immigration seems like nonsense. Got it. Okay. No, good to know about that. Right. So, okay. So you are of the opinion that, you know, we should welcome skilled immigrants and it's good for the economy, right? It's not attacking uh, your job per se, right? But what about the illegal immigrants? They might not be skilled, right? They might not have the desired qualifications, yet they are taking up the jobs. They're settling in the United States. What do you have to say on that? Um. Well, I recognize that um, it may not be the ideal situation. Um, I I do think that a lot of the the fear around illegal immigrants does not make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, as I mentioned with the agricultural industry, for instance, it's it's very important to have uh, those those extra workers. I know it caused a lot of problems in Florida uh, when DeSantis started to uh, uh, enact certain kind of restrictions uh, more mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that oftentimes um, uh, undocumented workers face undue discrimination. So, um, but just welcoming anybody who's fleeing for, or maybe, you know, just uh, um, the country is instable. Do you think uh, every worker should be allowed to just come to the United States? Democrats always seem to make policies, uh, you know, which favor uh, immigrants, uh, refugees, basically. Um, I think that our, com- uh, our policy of There should be stricter laws around illegal immigration. Right. I, I, I think a, a policy of compassion would be uh, a, a, the best approach, but I, I recognize that it's unrealistic to simply open borders uh, and, and, and permit everybody who would like access to a country into the country. Um, I, I think that that could be potentially dangerous and so on. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Mark, um, since we're talking about, you know, if there is like, um, we talked about jobs, you know, if domestic workers are taking up jobs with Americans, we also talked about immigration. What about citizenship or birthright? So what I want to say is uh, Donald Trump and DeSantis, okay, since you spoke about him, they want to revoke uh, birthright citizenship, okay, Be- because they're saying 
you know, the right of every person born in the US to be an American citizen. This is the law right now, right? And they are against it. They complain that like even babies born to undocumented people, they become citizens, right? So don't you think that is the right thing to do? Uh, so uh, unless I'm mistaken, um, birthright citizenship is part of the constitution. So, is, so yes. for, for, for uh, all intents and purposes, that's, um, that's going to be the law of the land, and and I, I support that. Um, I I think that um, you know that that that's kind of the, the backbone of, of American law. Um, so I, I think the Constitution should be regarded as a living document and should be allowed to be changed, but um, it, it needs to be respected up until that point. I do think that the idea of revoking birthright citizenship is likely a fringe position. Um, I. Uh, I recognize it, may, it might sound good to a certain group of people, but I think it's largely an appeal to white nationalists. Um, I don't think it's likely that um, if either Trump or DeSantis were to become president, that um, birthright citizenship would be revoked, at least in the immediate future. Um, my understanding is that many countries have something similar to birthright citizenship, if not that exactly. And yeah. oftentimes, even if there is not birthright citizenship, it's rare that the requirement would be that, for instance, both parents be citizens. It might be like one parent is a citizen or something like that. Yeah. So um, uh, to me, it just basically, it seems like a kind of a fringe position. I'm not sure it's realistic to, to fear it exactly. Okay. So you're saying that's constitutionally not possible. Right. It's a I, I believe it's impossible. I'm not a lawyer, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. OK. But then, uh, you know, for example, the con U.S. Constitution also says that you have the right to protect yourself, defend yourself. And that's when Republicans say that, you know, I need to be able to carry guns. You know, that is my basic right granted by the Constitution. So then why are you know, why do we are why are, why are Democrats against that? Uh, I I generally have a a uh, a bit of a fear of firearms. Um, I have uh, military family, so uh, hunting and, and and gun usage and things are not uh, terribly foreign to me. Um, uh, that said, I I don't think without without the the proper legal procedures, it's something that should be uh, revoked. Um, without, you know, I, I don't think it's a situation, you know, I, I, like I said, I spend a lot of time online and, and you see people who are, who are, who are gun advocates who are afraid that Biden's going to take all their guns suddenly or something. Mm -hmm. um, if that was a real possibility, I wouldn't support that. Um, I think there should be a, a legal procedure and, and that would need to be something that would need to be um, regulated and uh done properly um uh, if if somebody were to restrict access to guns uh, so does that make sense yeah so but don't you think there are regulations in place there are minimum age uh, minimum age uh, group setup like you know you can have this rifle by this age and then there are rules and you know some of them um, federal some of them are provincial uh, state guidelines as well so I would say that um, I believe there is a more pressing concern with um, with uh, the public shootings that are happening in the U.S. and apparently very few other places um, to to address that problem more quickly. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, though, I, I would still think it would be necessary to go through 
proper legal channels and things like that, you know. Um, but um, yeah, that that's why that would concern me. Okay, got it. Yeah, sounds uh, logical. Um, there seems to be loopholes, right? Uh, a U.S. in comparison to other countries have an expansive gun policy, and you feel like you know there needs to be more checks on that. Okay, right. got it. Understood. Okay. Um. Speaking of guns, okay, I just, uh, this just came to my mind that, you know, there are American voters are embracing, some of the American voters are embracing bans on sex, gender discussions. Um, also, there are uh, companies, you know, which are being punished for making LGBTQ statements. Um, so there's, there seems to be a growing trend among American voters where they're making decisions, crucial decisions based on these aspects. Right. So how what do you feel? What factors do you think plays, um, you know, plays an important role in, uh, you know, deciding whom to vote for, like for the American voters? Uh, uh, there are important topics like, you know, health care, um, you know, um, uh, health care and then, you know, uh, maybe about jobs. But then there are workers, American, uh, uh, there are Americans who are worried about more, worried more about, you know, uh, banning abortion, you know, banning these gender discussions. So do you, do you, where do you think uh, population is heading to? Um, I saw a news story uh, the other day that said uh, conservatism was trending among high school males. So I, I don't want to definitively say that um, that the country is headed in a more progressive direction. Um, what I do know is that uh, compared to many other states, Maryland is, is very accepting of the LGBT uh, community. Mm -hmm. um, and and generally uh, more progressive in in that direction. Um, hearing some of the uh, the uh, the language that comes out of figures like DeSantis to me is is mind boggling, um, and I I don't totally understand that discrimination, but yeah. But um, apart from LGBTQ rights, for instance, you know, there have been like debates that they want to, um, you know, whether or not to remove um, studies about African-Americans, you know, from school children's textbooks. Right. Right. I mean, um, I, I understand that uh, certain things are being uh, proposed and that certain things are the situation in um in Florida, for instance, a lot of this comes down to DeSantis because he's kind of an extremist and mm -hmm. uh, enacting very extreme uh, laws in Florida. Uh, Florida does seem to be suffering as a result of those laws. Um, I did read something the other day about a quote unquote brain drain in the educational system in Florida. And I heard a, a news story the other day about um, uh, kind of a small but prestigious college in, in, in Florida that's kind of being revamped by DeSantis and a lot of people are upset about it. Um, mm. What was the question again? Yes, uh, yeah, so do you, so why do American voters, you know, have these um, basis for deciding whom to vote? 
Don't you think there are um, very pressing issues that you know might be more relevant? Like I don't hear, you know, um, uh, you, maybe in another country, you know, these are not usually the topics. You know, abortion, for example, you know, uh, is overall like I feel is accepted in you know many of the most like world's developed countries that you know women have a right, you know, yeah. uh, to abortion, you know, in you know severe circumstances, right? Uh, but for uh, you know, but like Americans are still debating about you know whether this to include in 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 their textbooks or not whether to make you know whether to have gender discussions in schools whether to yeah, have I, I mean I I think that um I think that uh like the, the gender discrimination is uh kind of on its way out mm -hmm. uh, I understand there's a backlash right now um, but I, I do feel that ultimately, um, things are on a pretty clear trajectory. Um, there, there are things, uh, involving the LGBTQ community that are becoming, uh, more well-known, um, the, the issue, the, the, the struggle for civil rights, um, things like Stonewall that happened, I think in the late sixties, like those yeah. things were not, um, were not very well known until more recently for, for a lot of people. Um, but, um, for, for one state to, to react very strongly against that, uh, does not to me seem like, um, it would be something to fear for the entire country. Got it. Yeah. I mean, the problems aren't being created. Um, uh, I I'm somebody who don't who does not agree with with uh, the, the those discriminatory policies, but um, uh, yeah, do you I, I, I pressing more on Florida. Do you think um, uh, there are not other states uh, which also might be concerned? Um, I think that well, the reason I keep mentioning Florida is because it's in the news a lot lately because of the Santos. Yeah, and yeah. he is kind of the most vocal person for that. Uh, the, the claims that um, that slavery benefited uh, Black Americans, for instance. Um, mm -hmm. I think Tim Scott was even upset about that, the, the conservative uh, Black uh, guy from South Carolina, I think. Um, and he's been fairly in lockstep with the Republican Party. So... Um, I don't think that that's a that's a universally accepted position. I think there are people who absolutely believe that, um, but I don't I don't think that's going to to uh, go beyond being a fringe position, even if it's frightening to hear. No, okay. So you're talking about DeSantis, okay, and you are a Democrat supporter. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think Biden? is going to face a competition from any of the Republican candidates? And if yes, then do, whom do you think is, you know, going to give him a fierce competition? Is it Trump? Is it DeSantis? Or is it somebody else? Um, I uh, I completely believe that Donald Trump is a political threat at the moment. Um, I, uh, I have never supported Donald Trump mm -hmm. uh, in any real capacity. Um, I never was into the memes with Donald Trump and thought, oh, at least it'll be funny or something. And then policy wise, um, yeah. I'm kind of politically aware. So I had uh, strong opinions about a lot of stuff like that. Um, he does get support from like half the country. Uh, a lot of people um, and people I talk to think that his presence in the White House was a detriment to pretty much the entire world. 
Um, but, um, you know, half the country supports him. So, <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and um, I, I hear often in the news, I hear often in the news people talking about how um, he he's not affected the same way by negative press that most politicians would be. So for many politicians, if um, if you were facing criminal indictment and 500 years in prison or whatever it is, it's a huge amount of time. Um, that would be the end of the political campaign. Yeah, he's still running. And he's fantastic for the next one. Yeah, so that's yeah. completely opposite. Yeah, but yeah. then when you say half of the Americans are supporting him, don't do you feel like um, maybe when you're with your colleagues among your friends, do you feel the environment? How is the political environment like among you know the locals? Do you feel like things get heated up, or do you try to avoid political con? con uh, I generally don't talk about politics at work. Um, I don't know what my colleagues feel. It's kind of none of my business. Um, I'm I'm more open to talking about politics with friends and things like that. Um, most of my friends agree with me. Uh, we, we we are of a like mind. Um, Maryland is kind of uh, on the Mason-Dixon line. You know, it's not exactly a southern state. It's not exactly a northern state. Mm -hmm. um, so so. Uh, it's not prevalent, but there are uh, near where I live, some people with extremist opinions. You, you do see the occasional Confederate flag outside somebody's house, even though it's not everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I don't I don't want to give the impression that um, those aren't those aren't ideas. Um, but uh, my my personal interaction with a lot of those opinions is is, is very minimal. Got it. OK. Um, and I think like. In, in today's time, you know, um, people tend to be aggressive about their opinions and kind of like when you're having like family dinner and, you know, if your opinions clash, you, you know, it just gets awkward. Do you mm -hmm. feel so like you said that your friends generally are like minded? Do you feel people make like politically like minded friends? I'm I think it really depends you. on the person. I think in general, yes, but I I have definitely met and known people who actively go out to to interact with people who are very different than them. Mm -hmm. And uh, to some extent, I, I like to do that myself, although uh, regarding certain other things, certain things I'm more sensitive to. So uh, a specific political opinion might offend me more than uh, something else. You know what I mean? But um. In general, I think people probably gravitate toward one another um, in, in a, in a like-minded way. Um, I'm not sure that's necessarily 100% problematic either. Um, I read somewhere, I think it was the New York Times, that um, like online echo chambers are, are less severe when people are kind of allowed to uh, sit with their similar opinions rather than mm -hmm. constantly be faced with something that is completely opposite their opinion. Yes. And when they're faced with something that's completely opposite, they tend to recoil. Um, so they might become more extreme, for instance, when they're when they're faced with that difference. So I, I, don't, I don't know how to how to make sense of that exactly, but yeah. They might be yeah, but much better, like, you know, sometimes. Okay. Um, so uh, one, so last question, you know, uh, before we just um, finish off this interview. Um, so you are a Democrat, but I want to know that like there are people who are criticizing Biden, you know, they might um, 
um, belief in the Democrats' ideology, but they feel like Biden is too old or he's not fit to be the president. And so do you think there is any other Democrat candidate, you know, whom you feel, you know, can also be, you know, um, fit for the president elections? And do you think there is anybody out there who might be giving competition to uh, Biden? Um, at the moment, I don't feel that I know enough about aspiring presidential candidates to to really uh, say anything about that. Um, my own opinion with Biden, um, I know some people who are uh, more left-leaning. Uh, Democrats don't particularly like him a huge amount. And in many ways, I do identify with, with that uh, kind of wing of the party. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't have... Um, I don't have huge issues with a lot of, of Biden. Um, I remember, for instance, that um, before Obama uh, came out in support of the LGBTQ community, uh, I think Biden on a 60 Minutes interview said that they were going to support uh, a law that gave more rights to the LGBT community. Yeah. And um, that was before Obama. And as the vice president, he came out and said that. So it was kind of like controversial at the time. Um, so, I, I mean, there, there have been things that Biden has said and done that I, I very much support. Um, I don't like that Biden is uh, nearing 80. Um, I I would like to see a younger political candidate. Um, I'm from Maryland. Um, I like Jamie Raskin, uh, who, who's, okay. who's from Maryland. Um, I, I do. Um, I know he's he's got cancer or something, and uh, not not in a situation where he's trying to expand his political career. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody more like Jamie Raskin were to run for president, I would I would be interested in that. Um, but um, I I don't know how how someone navigates that world. You know, I don't know how somebody rises through the ranks of, of politics and becomes a, a potential president. I have no idea how that works, really. Mm-hmm. So um, I I wouldn't know who to suggest or to look into aside from Biden. I feel like Biden is the choice. I can choose Biden or or Trump. And to me, that's a very clear choice. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean that there aren't things about Biden that that I, I wish were different. But thank you so much, Mark, for this interview, for answering all the questions. And it's so good to have somebody politically aware, you know, and so good to know, you know, the opinion of American voters out there and uh, their openness and, you know, in welcoming immigrants, refugees, you know, making what America, you know, stands for. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure uh, interviewing you.